Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome to, to Money Tips and hi to everybody on, on, on Facebook there. Uh, good, good morning to you. Hope you're all well. Uh, today I want to talk about um, money and the fact that a lot of people say uh, you, things like you need money to make money. Oh, you can't make money unless you've got money or you need money to make money or only the rich can make money or money goes to money, th- these sort of sayings. And I, I don't think that's strictly true. Um, yes, some projects do require investments. If you want to build you know, a hotel complex or a dam or a, or a new railway, of course, you, you need money for that. But does the money need to necessarily be your own money? Well, the answer is no, of course not. Um, people have been doing things with other people's money for centuries. It goes, you know, it's not just recently, it's not some new fad. Uh, people have been running projects and you know, going off and exploring new lands with the king's investments and, you know, the captains of these ships that went out exploring lands and bringing back gold didn't do it with their own money. They, they, they were financed by kings and queens and, and whatever, uh, or, or by consortiums of people, crowdfunding. So, you know, this, this term is nothing new. And in, in any case, a lot of businesses are started with no money. I mean, I've started many businesses with just myself and just you know, you sit down and you start making calls, you start getting clients. That doesn't require a huge amount of investment or capital because it's a service industry. Remember Martin Lewis, you know, the guys on telly, <clears throat> the money saving expert. Um, he, he was interviewed and asked what is his best investment. He said his business because he started his business with the cost of setting up a website. I think it was £100 or something to set up, uh, uh, to, to buy a domain and set up a website. I mean, the domain probably cost him £20 and he set up the, the, the website for a hundred and something pounds and that was it and then he just worked at it from there and 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 developed it uh, yes later on it might have required some capital but he started that business from nothing and sold it I, I think it was 20 million or 80 million or something like that to, to moneysupermarket.com so that was like an inf- infinite return on his investment so you, you need to don't get tied up in this this thing that if I haven't got any money, I can't make money because that, that's just nonsense. I mean, you know, you go to work, you make money, don't you, that, that, without necessarily having money. So uh, just, just try and change your your mindset. Now, if you do have a project and you need money, again, you don't have to say, well, I can't do that project because I haven't got any money. You can get money. You can. There are trillions of pounds and dollars circulating in the world looking for investment. They're looking for places to put their money to help people to, to start businesses, to, uh, to, to, to fund projects. And why? Because they want to make money from their money. They're not doing it as a favour. They want people to come to them with good projects that are going to, to make them money. So assuming you, you need money for a project, what, what are the strategies that you can use to, to get, get the money for the projects you need. Now, I'm, I'm writing a book on this and, and I'm writing a book on using debt and using other people's money. And I'll, I'll give you quickly seven 
no money down strategies. These are strategies that you can use with other people's money. Okay, number one, are you taking notes here? Number one, joint venture or JV. Simply joint venture with somebody that has some cash to invest. Now, you might think, why would somebody who's got money want to joint venture with me? Well, you have to bring something to the table, don't you? You both have to bring something to the table. The investor is bringing their money to the table. What are you bringing to the table? Well, it could be you're bringing a great idea for them. It could be that you've found a, a below market value property for them and you know, they wouldn't have found it. They're, they're sitting there on their money. They're quite comfortable. It could be that you know, you've, you've got time and they haven't got time. They, they're cash rich and time poor. And they want you to, to go around and do the work, do the management or find deals or, or find a business or run a business. I mean, many businesses are funded by what's called a silent partner, right? So the partners in the background, they put their cash equity in and the, the working partner is putting in their what's called sweat equity, right? You've heard that expression. So th these things have been going on for, for centuries. And yes, you can have an agreement. You can say who's putting what in, right? If, if you say if you're buying a property, for instance, for 100,000 and the, the, the partner is funding that whole 100,000, then obviously that they would have a charge on that for that amount. And then you would have an agreement as to, to how you split the profits. Do you split them 50-50 or do you have some other arrangement? Um, but that, that's between you and, and, and the, the partner to, to work out. But the partner is still protected. Their money is still protected uh, by, by written agreement in the business or by charge on a property. So that, that's fairly simple, right? You can also own, or not necessarily own, but control properties by, by using rent-to-rent -rent strategies. These are simply strategies where you rent a property from somebody else, and then you do something to improve that property or uh, expand the, the return on that property. And that can be done by, for instance, dividing the property into to several rooms and, and renting it out on a room-by-room -room basis or HMO. Uh, so there's lots of strategies that you can do, Airbnb and that sort of thing. So there are strategies you can do. And this, this might sound small, but a lot of people are running fairly large rent-to-rent -rent businesses. I mean, some people have got thousands of rent-to-rent -rent properties. So they're turning it into a business. It doesn't mean you can't buy stuff yourself, but it means that you can get off the ground into property with, with very little of your own money. So that, that's a number two, rent-to-rent. -rent. Number three, you can refinance or draw off equity from existing uh, properties that you own or somebody else owns. Um, it, I, I'm going to give an example of Rob Moore, for instance, of Progressive Property. He tells his story. I interviewed him recently, and he said that he initially found a partner, a JV partner, at a, at a networking meeting, and he had a bit of money, so he funded the first one or two properties. Then Rob went to his mum, who had a, owned a property, and said, let's refinance that, get some money out of that, and buy another one. And they did that. Now, they all shared in the profits. And then he, he, he got some other relatives, other friends, and, and Mark Homer got some other people. And pretty soon they had 20 properties. And then the next year they had 50 properties. Now, those properties that they originally bought, they were able to go back to those and refinance some of them and draw off from the equity. Property goes up in value, obviously. Uh, even if it's not going up in value with the market, you can, you can still, it could go up in value because of the value that you've added to it. So you can refinance or draw off equity. A lot of people are sitting on what's called equity. That means the, the amount that they own in that property. Now, if you've got a mortgage on a property, not all of that is your equity. The equity, say, on a property, to keep the math simple, if you owned a property 
for 100,000 and you've got a mortgage of 50,000 on that property, your equity is what? 50,000, right? So the 100,000 less the mortgage of 50,000, that means your outstanding equity is 50,000. Now, if it's just sitting there, it's just in the property, then it's, it's kind of dead money, you can't use it. But you could go back to your lender or another lender and say, look, I want to refinance that for 75,000. And then you, you get a, a remortgage for 75,000 or you just ask for a further advance for, for, for 25,000 to invest in another property. And then you've got 25,000 pounds spare to go and invest into another deal or put down as a deposit for another property. People have been using these strategies, nothing new about this. I've used this strategy. Lots of people I know have used this strategy where the property goes up in value a little bit or they've, they've added value by fixing it up and then they can refinance it to draw it off to use for other properties. And this strategy is shown and proven to be better than just sitting on one property alone and waiting for that to go up in value. There are lots of mathematical reasons for that, but I won't go into that right now. So that's three refinancing crowdfunding right now this is nothing new again yet now there are crowdfunding platforms you can go on to you can go on there are property crowdfunding platforms there are platforms like kickstarter to start businesses there are there are many many you know hundreds of of crowdfunding platforms where other people will put their money in and you know as an investor you might say well i want to put in five or ten thousand pounds and ten people will get together and and buy a property or 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 a business or a project Again, this is nothing new. It's just a different way of organizing it. Now that you've got the internet, you've got crowdfunding platforms where it's more organized and you've got a middle person there to, to organize the, the, the people who want the money and the people who invest in the money and they put it together and, and they are doing a bit of work to work on the appraisal of the project and do the due diligence, etc. So that, that's, that's crowdfunding. There is also peer-to-peer -peer lending, which is it's similar, but peer-to-peer -peer lending is, is um, more where the peer-to-peer the, the -peer lending platform is more acting like a bank, really. They're, they're, they're putting investors and, and borrowers directly together with them in the middle, again, doing some due diligence. And for that, for that uh, investment, you would get a higher return. You might get 5 or 6% on your money as opposed to a quarter percent in the bank. And that, that's peer-to-peer -peer lending. But again, that's another source of, of borrowing. Some people might use a combination of both. They might use a bit of someone else's money, a bit of uh, refinancing, and then some crowdfunding and peer-to-peer -peer lending. So there's, there's lots of ways of, of raising money. So that's number four. Number five is lease options. Now, this might sound confusing, lease options. What's that? In, in simple terms, it's a way of almost buying now, but paying later. You know, you've, you've, you've done that. You, you can buy now, fly now, you can buy a car now, pay later, you know, that, but lease options are a little bit different. Um, it's buy now, pay later, and but when you, you, you do the deal on the lease option, you might say, look, I will buy this property in five years, I'll take over the property now, I'll pay your mortgage and, and, and run it as, as my property. And then in five years time, you have the option to buy, but not the obligation to buy. And you've agreed a fixed price to buy it. Uh, there are many reasons why people want their properties leased, that they perhaps they can't sell them. There's all sorts of reasons for this. Uh, but don't close your mind and think it's not possible because it is possible and people are doing this every day. But lease options are a great way of, of, of controlling the property and, and more or less buying it now, pay later. Um, there, there, there are many sub-strategies within that. 
lease purchase options and um, exchange now with a long completion date, all these sorts of things. But there are lots of ways of doing things without necessarily having all of the money there at once. And, uh, you know, you, you look at some people have bought businesses for a pound. You see things like um, uh, the, the Philip Green, who sold his, it was Arcadia, he sold his business, it was, it was going under, he sold it to someone for a pound. That person took a lot of money out of it and, and earned several millions. But lots of people buy businesses for a pound with the debt and then turn them around, restructure things, and you can make a lot of money out of that. So what, I'm, I'm not saying you can go and buy House of Fraser or Debenhams for a pound, but what I'm saying is don't close your mind and think that these things are not done because you know huge businesses are bought for, for a song every day and turned around and, and make people a lot of money. So, so that's, that's the, the other one. Um, rent to buy is, an, is kind of another form of lease options, but um, you, you can find properties on the market that are, um, uh, let's say, not saleable or taking a long time to sell. And the, these uh, properties might be on the market for sale and on the market to rent. You could rent those properties and agree with the, the vendor to buy them later on because they can't sell them anyway, right? Uh, so uh, let, let's say um, you, you find a property that they can't sell it, it's been on the market for six months and they're trying to, to buy and, and rent it. Why not say to the, uh, the, the, the landlord, um, okay, I can do something with you here. Uh, I can uh, uh, rent that for you from you for now, for the next year or two, but with an option to buy it later on. And, and many landlords will, will agree to this. Okay, so this is another one of my money tips. Um, number seven is you could start a serviced accommodation business. It's quite similar to rent to rent, but a lot of people have been doing this for, for years where they, they lease whole blocks of apartments and, and run it as a rent, as a, as a serviced accommodation, more like a luxury five-star hotel or four-star in city centers where they're, they're renting those rooms out on as serviced apartments with, with fully serviced uh, services like cleaning, uh, maids and um, all sorts of services. To, some of them are for very wealthy people, some of them are just ordinary people who, who just run things for holidays. So that, that's the seven strategies. Now, uh, some people have asked here, what, what's this all about? This is a Money Tips uh, broadcast. Uh, I run a podcast called Money Tips, which you can find on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, I've got a website, moneytipsdaily.com, and I give tips on money and strategies on how to make money, how to save money, how to accumulate money, and how to enjoy more money. And, and so today I'm talking about ways of uh, making money and getting in, involved with property and projects without your own money, because a lot of people haven't got any money to start with. So I've given you here seven strategies for no money down property purchases. Okay, well, number one, joint venture, venture with somebody else, joint venture with somebody else. Number two, rent to rent. Number three, refinance. Number four, crowdfunding, uh, or, or, or there's peer-to-peer -peer lending as well. Number five, lease options. Number six, rent to buy. Number seven, serviced accommodation. Uh, and, and you can also say, to, to, you know, in addition to that, you can, you can find somebody, find a below market value property, get somebody to finance it for you. Say, look, I want to buy this property. 
it's it's on the market for let's keep the figures simple a hundred thousand pounds but all the other properties in the area are selling for 150,000 pounds but this has a leaking roof needs major updating or you know i we i know a way how we can go in there and improve that property and sell it for a higher value and you can get somebody to finance that for you okay you don't have to have your own money so those are the, the, the seven strategies for today um, I have lots of other strategies <clears throat> on my website and in, in, my, in my actual podcast you can find on iTunes and you can see some of the notes there. I'll put the notes there as, as well on, on the website. And so, so please do sign up for my podcast. It's free. You can go there on iTunes and, and Stitcher and just download it for free and subscribe. Okay. And every day I try and come up with a word of the day, a financial word of the day. And today's word is ROI. Okay, that's just three letters, but it means return on investment, ROI. Sometimes a little bit confused with yield, uh, but what is return on investment or ROI? Now, I've got, I've got a, a, a nice definition here from Investopedia, and I'll, I'll just read it out. Return on investment is a performance measure used to evaluate the efficiency of an investment or compare the efficiency of a number of different investments. ROI tries to directly measure the amount of return on a particular investment uh, relative to the investment's cost. To calculate the ROI, the benefits or return on the investment just, is just divided by the cost of the investment. The result is expressed as a percentage or a, rate, a ratio. This is a little bit different from ROC, which is return on capital employed. But in simple terms, if you, um, if you bought that property for £100,000, and you, you're able to sell it for £110,000, your return on investment, you know, ignoring charges and costs and that sort of thing, would be 10%. 10,000 of 100,000 is 10%. Um, other people look at yield. They might say, well, if I buy that property for 100000 what is the rental yield? What is the income? What is the dividend yield that's used on shares? And the income, if it's, again, if you, if you know you can rent that property out for 10000 a year, the yield or the rental yield gross, the gross rental yield before cost would be 10%. So you need to understand some of this language, but you can look it up. There's lots of books you can read. You can follow my podcast every day and, and I'll be going through a different word and, and taking you through various steps to make more money, create more money, create more wealth, be happy with money, accumulate more money and obviously enjoy more money. So, so that's it for today. Thank you for, for tuning in. I hope that's kind of given you some food for thought. And this weekend you might go out and think of ideas how, of how you can build a fortune and, and use some of these strategies, these no money down strategies that you know some things may have been holding you back. Think, well, I haven't got the money to do that. Well, go out there and find the money. I'm telling you, there are lots of wealthy people, wealthy companies. There's angel investors, there's venture capitalists, all looking for ways and investments to, to make money on you know, when, when Facebook started, uh, it started from a, a bedroom, but eventually they needed capital to, to finance the business and take it to another level. They went to people, they went to an angel investor. He wrote them out a check for $500,000. He turned that $500,000 into to a billion. He made a billion from that investment. So that's what these investors are looking for. Now, you don't have to have the next, the next Facebook, but I'm just illustrating that as an example of someone who had a business well, it wasn't even a business, was it? It was just a, a website with, with students coming on and, and he originally kind of started it to meet girls, apparently. But, you know, it, it wasn't a business. It had no income stream. It, it, 
there was no obvious way of making money. Some people said they should advertise on Facebook. He said, no, I don't want to do that. You know, and yet he's turned that into a multi-billion dollar business. And, but these angel investors put money into that business, even though on, on the face of it, it didn't seem to be a, a money spinner. Uh, so don't think that you know, just because your business is a bit abstract, uh, it, you can't get the money for it. Maybe you can't get it if you go and talk to people down the pub. But you, you can do it if you, if you use proper strategies to find that money. Okay, so I hope that's been interesting for you. As I say, subscribe to my podcast on, on, on Stitcher or iTunes. It's called Money Tips. And uh, I'm also the author of a book called Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. So thanks for listening. This has been Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Have a, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 